So like I said, Shaloma, welcome to Nation of Hebrew, Israel, and Diaspora's conference call on August the 31st. And this session is about why using Yah or any other name besides the true pronunciation of YHWH or CHWH does not work and will not break the curses in your life. So we first have to know the origin, the origin of things. So I don't know if you all have your Bibles. Yes, I am. Daughter Anisha, do you have your Bible? Uh, yes. Okay, so we're going to give breakdowns with it and scriptures. So this is basically talking about take wisdom, and you have we have to really we have to really think about the origin of everything and the authors of everything that we study and where did we get this from. Shaloma, I see we have two other guests. Is Mama Chimanda? Shaloma, this is my Joshua. Oh, okay. And Shalomanda. Shalomanda. Welcome, welcome. And Enzy Bold is here as well. Okay. Okay, I don't see his number on here. But okay. So we're talking about the word Yah, Y-A-A, or Y-A-H, or Y-A-Y-H-A came from the Gentiles who claim that they are Hebrews, but they are not. Who can guess who that is? Yeah, the Khazarian Jews, Elder. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, Elder. I didn't I didn't even hear that question or the answer. The the question I was reading, I was reading about the the origin or the word Yah whether you spell it with Y-A-A or Y-A-H or Y-H-A. All of it is not how you pronounce Y-H-W-H properly. And using those, any other name, even if it's Ahia, for example, even if it's Jesus, even if it's whatever other, Yahawadah or Yahuwah, Whatever name they have, especially those Y names, is not going to break any curses of the Deuteronomy 28 that's in our life because it's not how you say his name and it's not even ancient root Hebrew. Understood. So I asked, can anybody guess 
what Gentiles or where this name comes from, you know, the origin of using the Y-A and the Y-H and all that. And uh, Wani Michael said it came from the Khazar Jews, which he was correct. Right, right. Understood. Understood. Dalu Rennie for clearing that up for me. Yeah. So if you all ever read, how many of you all on this line ever read a strong concordance? And is that, you know, what this is what most Hebrew Israelite camps use in order to define and to understand the meaning of any word that they read in the scriptures. In the Old Testament, they, they say they're looking it up in the Hebrew. And then in the New Testament, they say they're looking it up in the Greek. I, I haven't looked yep. at the recording. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't look in the recording. Who has Who has used the Strong's Concordance before to verify Hebrew definition and words? I haven't. Yes, I have. That's Mama Chamanda. Yes. Okay. What about you, daughter of Zion, Anisha? Yes. Have you used that book? The Strong Concordance? Yes. 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 Who's the author of the Strong's Concordance? This is Charmander. Um, The Uh JPS Publishing, mostly uh, from the Jews, the Khazar Jews. Yes. Is yours JPS publishing too? Yes. Yes. So you see the author of the books that we are reading or we were studying and call ourselves learning Hebrew coming from our enemies, the Khazar Jews. How can that be the original language when it came from our enemies? Right. Right. So this is where wisdom come in, you know, that they being lost about the missing vows. is a missing vow of the tetrachromatin when you mention, when you say YHWH. And this was the first name that was given to Ramos or Moses back in the wilderness in Egypt. And it was created they created their own false and fake vows to force Hebrews to speak words because originally there was no vows. Everybody know that, right? There was no vows right. in the ancient real Hebrew. Right. Understood. Yes, Elder So when you look, they said, go refer to Hosea chapter 2 and 16. Can you all say when you're there, those who have your books, or you can Google it, King James Version. 
I have ALD. Can you uh, can you read it? And it shall be in that day, or be at that day, says Kyuku, that thou shalt call me Eshi, or Ashi, and shalt call me no more Bali. For I will take away the names of Balaam out of her mouth, and they shall no more be remembered by their name. And, and in that day will I make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field and with the fowls of the heaven and with the creeping things of the ground, and I will break the bow and the sword and the battle out of the earth and will make them lie down safely. Amen. Okay. So you see what he said was, what the key word there was ishi. The vowel missing, when you put together the YHWH and the three times of, it was three different times the ancient language or the YHWH was when the letters changed, it was also used as CHWH in our time, but in Moses' time it was YHWH. And then after Moses' time when they made a mistake and made the J, well, technically it was it was SHWH. But when you put them all together, they mean it's the tetragrammaton. And when you there individually, it means God or Chi Almighty. And we know we've seen that, seen that in the scriptures as well. So the tetragrammaton is a combo of an I or a U. If you know the ancient people and their language. So it talks about Ishi in Hosea 2 and 16, as he just read. It is a very close rendition. But it's not really I-S-H-I, ancient Hebrew text or letter, for the consonant sound Y-H or S-H or J-H or C-H was one hydroglyphic. So you put YH there rather than SH to get your true sound. If you do Y, then you get IYHI, which issue is remote and ancient to that. So you see how that can sound if you try to pronounce IYHI. It's close to Ishi. Yes. Yes, ma'am. So modern Hebrews or Ebos no longer use the initial vowel I as in I-C-H-I or I-Y-H-I for this name. Though it was the norm in ancient times by I-S-H-I, Every Hebrew or Ibo was sworn to honesty in the everything and everything. And they have a UDI dash I S H I or I N U dash I Y H I. So it's like a, a U sound. So you must embark on a pilgrimage again in Igbo land to rediscover the four consonants. 
with a hydroglyphic sound in the modern true correct sound pronounced for the constant consonant of the mango tetragrammaton. So the reason we say this, uh, especially you, daughter of Zion or Anisha, is because the word Hebrew is just a, but a butchered or a mistranslated version of Ebo or from Eber. So that's something that our enemies or slave masters or our conquerors, the Romans and them back in the day and the Khazar Jews started mistranscribing, trying to translate what we wrote from ancient root Hebrew into their form of Hebrew, Yiddish or whatever, gibberish or a mixture of aromatic and Russian, all this stuff. And that was not the original language, but they tried to get close to what our original language were. So you would have to know that the word Hebrew is not our original name. It was Ebo or Ne'igbo, people. So, and it means ancient people. That's what Hebrew means is ancient people. And that's mentioned several times in the scriptures too, is ancient people. But if you don't know that, that that's the origin of who the Hebrews are or the word, like for example, in ancient root Hebrew, the Ebos is where we was taken from in nigger area, Nigeria. They say Shaloma. Shaloma means the God of paradise or the good lands versus Shalom is what the Yiddish or the Judaism, Khazar Jews put, said that we said was Shalom and we, we didn't say that. We said Shaloma. But it sounds similar, but it doesn't mean the same. Their Shalom means peace. Versus Shaloma means three words, God of paradise or God of good lands. Just like we said Abiyama and they translated that into Abram. Our ancient people we, we was taken from from the land still speak the ancient Hebrew language. And they were saying Isaac Ku and they translated that into Isaac. We they say in the land we was taken from, Shabbatha, and the Yiddish people, they trans mistranslated it into Sabbath. So you see how all of them are close, but it's not, you know, the cigar. It's not exactly the same, and they usually have different meanings, just like Ephraim and then Ephraimiri. They said that Ephraim means a cake not turned, in Judaism, but in ancient root Hebrew, it means one who crossed waters. And how many times have us Hebrews crossed waters? At least three Most times time. if you can think yeah. about it. Most we crossed waters from the transatlantic slave ship. We crossed waters, Ephraim crossed waters from the exodus with Moses when the Red Sea was parted. We crossed waters when we went from escape from the Assyrians, Samaria, into the so-called Azarus sub-Sahara Negroland area. Right, right, ma'am, ma'am. 
So the real pronunciation of YHWH is Yuku. The missing vowel is U. It's Y-H-U, lowercase u, W-H, lowercase u. It's not, it's not an A in there. And it's pronounced Yuku uh, or Chuku if you do C-H-W-H, which means exactly the same thing. It's just that they changed the first letter because we're in a different time. But they both mean God or Chi Almighty. God is Chi in ancient root Hebrew. So if you see C-H-I, that means God in ancient root Hebrew. So anybody have questions about that so far? Not at all. All of them No. No. Anybody uh, have any? Okay. Go ahead. Um, so the the U is a mystic vowel, right? And it's small, right? It's small, lowercase. Lowercase. Lowercase because the vowels were inserted only for us to pronounce. That's okay. why we put it lowercase. We put Y-H capital and then the lowercase U, then W-H capital, then a lowercase U. Okay, understood. So we know everything that we do in captivity is an abomination. And I just told you all how to pronounce, properly pronounce YHWH. It's not Yahweh. It is Yuku or Yahweh or whatever they call him. That is, is pronounced Yuku, and you have to pronounce his name correctly in order to get the blessings that he wants to give to us, you know, that can be granted. So Israel was in exile in captivity, Babylon, and they have no right to form anything or government, set, camp, Etc. Except to do as instructed or commanded from the wilderness by Yuku through the Urim priest of the Hebrews, and we are see this is a lot. We are Ephraim, not Judah. Those who own this, some people on this line might not know that we know that we are Ephraim, Israel, ten tribes, northern kingdom, and not Judah. It's another lesson on that. But regardless, we are Israel. So that's what's most important. And so we were stationed off of Niger or Nigger area by the rivers of Ethiopia, not Ethiopia, called Negro land. And that's mentioned in Zephaniah 3 and 10. So, did anyone want to read Zephaniah 3 and 10? I'll read it.
Zephaniah 3.10, King James Version. From beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, not Ethiopia, my supplement, even the daughters of my dispersed, shall bring mine offspring. Amen. Amen. So you see, it says right there that the daughters of his dispersed, daughters refer to not just females, but it's, you know, all Israel returning back to the land we was taken from. And it said it was located by the river Ethiopia. It's supposed to say Ethiopia, not Ethiopia. They purposely made it into Ethiopia, the ones who purposely mis who who mistranscribed our record and some of the stuff they did on purpose because they didn't want us to find out who we are. They didn't want us to find out where we supposed to go. They didn't want us to find out the whole truth. So right. Right. the reason it's not Ethiopia is because is Ethiopia a river today? No, Elder. No, never was the river. It's not party. Ethiopia River. And, and then, matter of fact, on top of that, the country that they call Ethiopia today was not called Ethiopia until 1948. Before then, it was called Abyssinia. You can Google that. Abyssinia. A-B-Y-Sinia. And Coincidentally, what else happened that same year, 1948? That's the same year the Khazar Jews was put into or invaded Palestine, which is old Canaan. Does anybody have any questions about that? Anything that no, I've no, said? No, no. Can you tell us, you tell us where Ethiopia is? Yes, Ethiopia is, Ethiopia, the river Ethiopia is actually located in Nigeria or nigger area, pronounced incorrectly, nigger area and Igbo land area in Nigeria. So that's where the actual river is. And you can also Google Ethiopia. It was also called Black or or Nigger or Niger, N-I-G-E-R, River. So you can Google that as well. So that is the location that we was actually taken from before we came by the translated slave ships. That is the location that that we actually supposed to come back to to give our offering, that is the location where the Most High Yuku set his face for us now. It's not old Israel because old Israel is going to be destroyed along with Babylon. And that location is actually older, older than where we were supposed to go before we even got into Israel or, or even heard of Israel. That's the place we got kicked out in the beginning as well, the real land of milk and honey. So you can also, I guess we can also um, have you all, um, daughter of, of Zion, Anisha, you still with us? Yes, I am. I'm mainly concerned about you because most of the people on here, they've been on this call before you and you haven't. So that's why I keep calling you out. 
So don't uh, take it, you know, personally. I just want to make sure you're following and you don't have any questions. Yes, I'm fine. Thank you. So do you um, subscribe to the New Testament? Yes. Okay. So go. Let's go ahead and look at Luke one and five. Then. So you. This is another reason why you can see why we supposed to go by that location in that area when you look at Luke one and five. And I want to make sure that you, uh, that daughter Anisha is the is is seeing this with her own eyes. So if you all can say when you're there. I'm there, Eddie. I'm there, Eddie. I'm there. I'm here. Okay. You you mind reading that, daughter Anisha? Sure. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of uh, Aliyah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Exactly. Right. And that's, that's it. That's it right there. But uh, the key is who was Elizabeth and what so-called tribe was she from her and Zachariah they was from the same lineage of who well is this Abihah 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 no they, they they both were from the lineage of what they call the Levites the sons and daughters of Aaron that is where they were from. Elizabeth is was told in the scripture is Mary's who is who we call Eheshua, people call Christ, mother. Remember she was from the sons and daughters of Aaron, which they call the Levites. So that's the priestly class, right? Uh-huh. So by way of Abia is a location that they went past. That's not what they were from or what they were called. Got it. That's an actual place. So, um, so we know really that they were closer than cousins, but it really don't matter. They was from the same bloodline of the so-called Levites, the Levitical priesthood the sons and daughters of Aaron. And in ancient Hebrew, it was called Arrow. It's called Arrow, A-A-R-O. And then they added the, they added the O, the N on it when they mistranscribed it from ancient root Hebrew. So if you can Google, if anybody hasn't done it already before, but if you can Google the five states in Igbo land, Nigeria. Especially you, uh, daughter Anisha, I, I really need you to see this. Okay. 
let me see what computer. I don't have my computer before me. Just one second here. Yes, let's, let's wait till she gets it. Five states. Yeah, Google the five states in Nigeria or Igbo land. I G B O L A N D Igbo land, Nigeria, because they're only in five states. The Igbos, which is the Ebos or Hebos, is is only in five states in Nigeria. They're like in the middle. The population of Ifbu, uh, Ifbu stated here is the total of only five main states, mainly, not sure how to pronounce them, but it's... Yeah, yeah. Can you just read what you can pronounce? The way you pronounce it is fine. Okay. Abia, uh, Anna, Ambra, is it Ebony, uh, Igbu, and Ima. Okay, and and do any of those sound familiar for what you just read in Luke 1 and 5? The A-B-I-A. Uh-huh, yes. That is the same location that a long time ago where our people were at. Okay. And that's the same location we got to go back to. That's where we, what we read before about the rivers of Ethiopia, Zephaniah 3 and 10, is there. But you wouldn't know. See, I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with our teachings or, or really been, you know, following the post that we put out. A lot of this we wouldn't even know ourselves. We used to call on Yah and Haya and all these other names as well. Is until we start seeing the teachings of the Urim priesthood. When we start seeing the teaching of that, that's unsealed at the time of Daniel's 12 and 4. It said that the books were sealed for a time, but when the time of Daniel 12 and 4 came, it said knowledge will increase, and it's going to increase through the Internet, and which is www666, and, and that's how... We getting the truth out using the B system against itself. We getting the truth out there everywhere across the world, no matter where we at. We all over the world here. You know what I'm saying? And and we getting this across all all over the world at the same time. We can meet in the same place and we in many different time zones. So. 
they have the scripture, uh, scripture of Psalms 89, 15, and 16. Can someone get that? Say that again, Elder. Psalms 89, chapter 89, verses 15 and 16. Okay. Everybody there? Yes. Yes. Okay. Who? Uh, I'll read. Um, go Psalm ahead. 89, 15 through 16. Right. Blessed, blessed is the people that know the joyful sound they shall walk. Oh, true cool in the light of thy cotton. In thy name shall they rejoice all day, and in thy righteousness shall they be exalted. Exactly. So they shall be revealed amongst who? The root Hebrews, which is the Ebos, from the land we was taken from. And if we go here to Ezekiel 39, verses 7 through 8. So... um. I, I'll read this. You all go there, but I'll read it. I'm there, Elder. Okay, so I'm going to give you the unsealed version. I'm there, Elder. It says, so I will make my holy name, Y-H-U, lowercase u, W-H-U, Yuku, known again in the midst of my ancient people. You see ancient people there. And once again, ancient people means Igbo or, or Igbo. It, that's where the name Hebrew came from. And I will not let them, the them they're talking about there is the Gentiles, pollute my holy name anymore. And all the heathens may know that I am the YHWH, the Tetragrammaton, the Holy One of Israel. Then it says, Behold, it is come. Behold, it is done. Saith I, the Most High, God Almighty, which once again, that is what YHWH means in ancient Hebrew. That's the English wording of it. This is the day whereof I have spoken. It says my name, I continue to say my name is Y-H-U-W-H-U or C-H-U-W-H-U. It's pronounced Yuku. And it means God Almighty or Chi Almighty. Confirm to Ramos or Moses in Exodus 6 and 3. Can someone go to Exodus 6 and 3? And I appeared unto him. 
Abiyama. Just a minute. Yeah, just a minute, uh, Lonnie. Just make sure everybody else is there. I'm there. Everybody else there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Wani Michael. And I appeared unto Abiyama, unto Izuku, and into Shikobu by the name of Chiyoku, but by the name of Chiyoku was I not known to them. So it said God Almighty there, right? Yes. Right. And then it also was revealed to our patriarch known as Abraham or Abram. We we know as Abiyama in Genesis 17 and 1. So go ahead and go to Genesis 17 and 1. I'm there, Eddie. Everybody else? I'm there, Dada. Yes, I'm here. Okay. Who want to take that one? And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, Chiuku appeared to Abram and said unto him, or Abiyama, unto him, I am... Walk before me and be thou perfect. But what does it say in English? That's the key. We need to get the right. I am the English version. And when Abram was ninety years old and nine, Chiuku appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Right. So that's the key is that. They got it in English, but what it means in ancient Hebrew is the YHWH. Um, and did you all see God Almighty in Exodus 6 and 3? Yes. Yes. Did you see it, daughter Anisha? Yes. Do you have Okay. So do you have any questions of why the most high's name is God Almighty? No, I do not. I'm taking it all in. No, I They don't say God Almighty. Hmm? My apologies. Yeah. Yeah. Is God Almighty in English? But we know in ancient root Hebrew is either Chi Almighty or Chuku, pronounced Chuku, which is C H W H, or Yuku, which is Y H W H. But we have to say the English version. Why? Because that is what us diaspora that was had our heritage ripped from us. That's what we know. You can't just come off the bat and start saying the ancient root Hebrew. They're not going to know what you're talking about. Understood. You understand that, Mom? Yeah, yeah. You have to say that first because this is teaching. So, 
How many of you all on this call used to say Yah or or Yahweh or you know any of those other names before saying Chuku or Yuku? Yeah, I, I was. I did. At one point, Elder. How many of you all have seen uh, a difference in your life since you started calling on either God Almighty or saying Chuku or Yuku? I've seen a big difference. Seen a big difference. How many years were y'all calling on the other name? All my life. I would say a good 10 years, and then a good 10 years before that, Jesus. A few years. Exactly. A few years for me as well. Uh, we have a new person on the line, Shaloma. Can you introduce yourself? Is it, uh, I don't know if this is the right name, Corey? It's area code 478, sorry. Area code 478, can you uh, give us a greeting? In Hanido, I am Nazi Gold. Oh, every time he, like he got a different number. Okay. Um, Welcome, welcome. Yeah, Hanito. Um, so we were talking about the testimony or the difference that those who stop saying Yah and start saying God Almighty or Chi Almighty or Yuku, pronouncing it correctly without the A, how a difference they've seen in their life. I personally have seen it, of course. Um, because I mean, for the longest I was calling on a high yeah, and you know, a higher got yeah in it too, you know, and and uh, I never paid attention that the scriptures was calling them God Almighty, and I I never even knew that it meant something different in ancient Hebrew. Anyways, I never even thought about it. So, did anyone like to give a testimony of the difference of? when they called on, stop saying Yah, and what happened in their life when they start saying Chuku or Yuku? Uh, Mama Chimanda? Yes, I was waiting to see if any, anyone else was going to chime in. You can you can start it off. All praises to Chuku Okiki Abiyama. Um, I will just start off saying that you know I'm of the diaspora. I'm from the United States, uh, but I made a journey uh, across uh, the water uh, to live in Belize. And when I left, I left you know in the name of Yah and the Most High um, at that particular time. And as mm -hmm. I came. Uh, to this country, you know, I eventually, through being online and because of the things that, you know, I was led to do here in this country, which was to, to try to 
bring others into uh, this country to have like a community, you know, a safe haven for us as we wait um, to eventually make our journey back home. Um, but nonetheless, my journey began calling on the Most High and calling on God. And I came into contact with Elder at the time, um, Dada Chayel. And we began to have this conversation because we both were about exiting and getting our people to exit out of Babylon. So we had a lot in common. So we began to have that conversation. And then she introduced me to Hebrewism. You know, at the time, it took a minute because I just, you know, when you know something all your life, and that's all you really know. And um, you're certain on these things. You think that you're certain from the perspective of what you have read and what you know. And she began to challenge my ideologies and challenge me to to search deeper and to know the truth and to come into the truth. But before then, I always needed some type of financial assistance, and I would have to call her or call others to help me while I was down here. And she mm. kept convincing me that, uh, daughter Zion, if you called on a Chuku Okiki Abiyama for what you need, you will never need anyone else. He will provide, he will protect, and he will guide as you do the work, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was listening, but I had to find out for myself. And so one day, you know, I went running on the, the side of the beach line or whatever on, um, in, in that particular area. And the tears just began to fall down my face because I wanted to know the truth and I wanted to embrace the truth and I wanted to live my life truthfully and I didn't want to have to struggle, you know, in the midst of that, you know, when you really truly want to be a righteous person and an upright person. And I just began to, you know, pray and cry and ask and I said, Well, you know what? I'm gonna call on the name of Chuku and as she says, if it be a lie, then I it'll be a lie. But if it be the truth, you'll see him answer. And as I begin to call on him Little by little, just things began to change. And she was absolutely correct that as I began to call on Chuku and pay my tithes to the Urim priest and to do what is expected of me, I haven't had to ask her for anything from that day to this day. But how blessed were you before you even started paying tithes? I was, I was blessed then before even paying tithes. After I called, started calling on the name of Chuku, I was I begin to instantly see blessings. Like what? Like an example. Like what? Uh, what for, for, for example, my living conditions where I was at, you know, the most I made it so that I would find something else that was a better live, living condition for my whole entire family. Um, I didn't have a vehicle, a uh, uh, a vehicle, a car. We had a motorcycle, and that's how we would travel. My husband would travel with that motorcycle. Um, and the most I blessed us with a vehicle. And he mm. blessed us with a home that's gated all the way around with security systems and all of that. Um, he has all, he opens up doors that no man can shut. If we're doing paperwork for living in this country and trying to go forward and doing different things that we need to do in this country, he always opens up a door and he always gives us favor to walk right through. But before then, you was trying to do the same thing, right? Yes, and I had a lot of opposition. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you get an upgrade, mm-hmm. and you start seeing immediate 
blessings and edification when you call on the right name. Immediately, you're right. And she volunteered herself to pay tithes. She wanted to pay tithes after she started seeing the blessings come in her life. She wanted to pay tithes herself. So that's something that she felt in her heart was the right thing to do. And then she got even blessed even more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you get financial blessing from your tithes as well increases. But you can get a whole bunch of other blessings just by calling on Chuku's name. That's Chuku's correct. Name. Myself even, I was close to being homeless before I started knowing about, I used to think actually that YHWH was of the devil. That's why I was calling on a Hyatt. I thought Tetragrammaton was of the devil. You know what I'm saying? So I was strongly against changing what I was saying to calling on Juku or Chuku until I found out that the language that I was learning wasn't Paleo Hebrew. It wasn't ancient root Hebrew. And, and that I found out, you know, the origin of where all the language came from. This language that we're telling you about is before the Tara Babel and that that it actually meant something different than what we were told that it meant. So that's when I start trusting in Chuku or God Almighty myself, the Most High, because I, I had started, stopped saying Ahaya, and I started just saying the Most High. So when I started calling on Chuku's name or Yuku's name myself, I was almost homeless before then. And I was the outside of the U.S. as well, and I'm from the U.S. as well. I went to Africa, where I thought we, you know, we supposed to wait out and go, according to, you know, what I had studied previously and didn't know about. Because before then, I never knew anything about any mention of ancient people in, in the Bible, period, in our records, period. I never even knew that was mentioned. Now I see it's mentioned almost everywhere. It's, it's like too many scriptures that mention the ancient people, but we didn't even know it was there, and I never heard anybody teach about it. So we can go over that in a minute. But the point is, I was almost close to being homeless. And then when I start calling on names, next thing you know, I got stuff approved that never would get approved. And I start getting all type of, you know, financial blessings myself. And this is what I was getting before I can even help Mama Chimanda here. So she knew I was telling her my experience and, and let her know that she don't have to struggle no more if she just caught calling on the right name. And I, I told her that's why you're still having problems, flat out. And she was stubborn, you know, like like I was at first, too. And, you know, uh, Mama, uh, one of the elders from the land, Mama Hope, and Mama G had to tell me that I had to start calling on his name as well, the right name, because it's power in the name. It's a reason for that. So, therefore... Once I started doing that, I never had to want for anything. And till this day, I work directly for the Most High Chuku, basically 24 hours a day, and I don't have to work for no man. And the things that I got approved for, most people would say is a miracle. 
You know what I'm saying? Like it's unheard of. I'm making more money now than I did when I was in the United States and I was making good money there. I was a government employee and I had a brand new, my car was paid off and I was buying a nice home, brand new, built from the ground home. And I gave all that up to put the most high first. And then once I left, I was struggling. And so, like I said, I, I, I still kept searching. I, I knew something wasn't right with these camps. I knew something wasn't right with these 12 tribe charts. I was like, how can these Latinos and these other nations be us when the original people was black? You know what I'm saying? I knew that we all were taken by ships from Africa, so I started searching and looking for things in Africa and, and trying to find my true roots. Not without, not with no DNA test, but according to what the scripture says. So when I found that back home, then I found out the truth of that they still speak ancient root Hebrew to this day. So how is that possible? How can we have a people <clears throat> that ain't made none of these books that we've been studying in Babylon, America, but they still speak the ancient, they still speak a language that's similar to what we call ourselves thinking we learning in Hebrew. How is that possible if that's not original? Everybody knows that the people in Africa and then we was taken from the people in Africa is older than white people, older than the Khazar Jews. So to me, it was like, it made sense to just click because it is no coincidence that the words are too close to what the origin word word is. The words that we was reading and studying, and I had a strong concordance. I had many books, encyclopedia, all that, and they all the authors were Jew, Jewish. And we know our enemies stole our records. It says that in Maccabees, they whitewashed our records. You think they wouldn't do that with the scriptures? It just doesn't make sense. It was like common sense. So they transcribed or misinterpreted or mistranslated. They some of them they of it they tried their best to to understand, but they didn't understand our ancient Hebrew language. And so they got close but no cigar, but then even when they get close, they don't have the same meaning. And if you don't have the same meaning of what you're reading, you're not going to understand where you are or what you got to do and who you are. So that's my testimony. Is there anybody else that would like to give a testimony about calling on when you've seen a difference in calling on the right name? Is he Jeremy? Saloma, I'm sorry. My phone muted. Yeah, you are Mozzie. Y'all don't have a, a testimony of when y'all start calling on the right name that you've seen a difference in your life? 
Well, I was I was just I was explaining it, but my phone it muted. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yes, ma'am. But um, yeah, when I started calling on the name Cuckoo, um, Cuckoo started showing me how you know fiat currency wasn't actually uh, a part of our ancient currency. Um, and Wani Michael can attest to this. We began to uh, actually start investing into gold. Mm. We begin we begin to start helping. Um, other people of ours invest into gold because we didn't know that we had uh, we was in liberty to actually invest in gold. And so this is uh, how me and Wani actually became uh, business partners after you know learning the name of Kyuku and you know really beginning to call on it and meditate on it and things of that nature. So. Uh, yeah, we you know we became invested into gold. And another thing that I want to say outside of that is, my visions became a whole lot clearer, and they became a whole lot more frequent. So I started having a lot more visions, calling on the name of Kyoku and him directing me on what I need to do, when I need to do what I need to do, and how I need to do what I need. So you saying your dreams or what you thought was dreams, you start having like it in the daytime. Yes, ma'am. And, this and then it started helping you in your actual t- day-to-day life. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. But before then, yes, <laughs> before then, not, how was stuff going for you before then? Uh, actually, I was broke. My family wouldn't listen to me. My children wouldn't listen to me. Uh, it, was, it, was, um, my, it was hard for my wife to take in anything that I was saying. Um, not saying that she wasn't listening. It just, it just was hard for her to take in anything that I was saying. It's a part my, of the curses. That was a part. That's right. a part of the curses. Right. Calling on the name of Kyuku, Um, and I can say certain things now. My wife understands. Uh, with my children, it's, it's yes sir, no sir, and um, they they follow out and, and they they understand. They become blessed and prosperous. You know, with us listening under the guidance of Kyuku, You know, so this this is how I've been blessed. Other than that, my life was upside down. No elder died there at one point. I was telling you, uh, you know, calling on the name of Chiuku, Chiuku helping me clean up my house. And he was telling me, yeah, that's, that's what he does. That's what this is all about. And so, you know, my whole house got clean and things like mm-hmm. that. And the family just started listening and generous. And we started gaining, gaining things, you know, gaining things that, you know, we, we never had, uh, we, we, we thought we never had the freedom to, which we didn't at that point. So that's part of my testimony. Thank you for letting me see right. that. Right. Amen. Amen to all the testimonies. All praise the Most High Chuku Okiki Abiyama. Now, Amen. you know what Chuku means now uh, is God Almighty. And then Okiki means creator. And then Abiyama means Abram. So when you say Chuku Okiki Abiyama, it means uh, God Almighty, creator of Abraham, or Abraham. Right. Understood. Understood. So basically, from what I heard, and then I've even heard other people uh, witness, some people, you know, that's not on this call now, they said immediately they just felt a different presence with their prayer and everything in their life when they start saying Chuku or Juku instead of Yah. 
And that, so it's like you can feel the chains coming off of you, the bondage or the monkey that was on your back when it seemed like you could never get a break. All of a sudden, you getting a break. All of a sudden, you can do things to prosper. But at first, you couldn't. You were stuck. That's the curses. So I'm giving you all or letting everybody that hear this conference call the keys, the keys, the first key to open the door to break the curses. That's if you want the curses broken in your life. Shaloma. And Hanito, you have something to say, Nazi? Yes. Um, um, I'm Nazi Bow, and I have been here. I've just been um, uh, cooking supper or, or dinner, whatever they were called. But uh, I also wanted to chime in on on calling upon the the most high's correct name. And right. it was something that that, um, that I also wanted to elaborate on further. Because okay. uh, yeah, the the reason being that, that uh that uh, every Hebrew must know is that it is a reason why why our enemies wanted us to Forget the Most High's name. You know what I'm saying? That's first and foremost, as as you have already touched on that earlier in the conference call. Um, since since I've been calling on Chuku Okiki Abiyama, uh, I mean, the blessings and his presence has always been amazing, and you know. I don't have the I don't have the uh, the, the uh, Orish uh, um, deity jumping you know spirit that I used to have when I was practicing practicing uh, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, and all that other type of crap. Um, Chuku has really blessed me tremendously. Um, I have gotten three uh, three raises at at my job in uh, less than six months. You know, I have been. Um, Wait yeah. a minute. Let hold hold up for a minute, Narvi. Enzi, um, okay. how many other people on this line have ever gotten a raise three times in six months? Less than six. Oh, have any of that have that ever happened to anybody else on here? I've never heard that ever happened. You luckily if you get it once a year increase. Right. I've never heard and that. And it's ever. not like just a little raise, right? It's like dollar raises, right? Yes. See almost almost <laughs> almost two dollars. You you usually have to wait like a year to get fifty cents. Am I lying? No, you're not lying. <laughs> That's what I was telling him. He don't realize how blessed he is because nobody don't get no raise like that. That don't happen in the real world. But not That's ever. why we're in this world but not of the world. Amen. Amen. And, and not mm-hmm. only that, um, you know, 
you know, not upon calling on uh, uh, Chuku's name, but uh, also with paying tithes, you know, sowing seeds to the right priesthood. Right, but that but that helped you get increases, but you were getting blessed way before you start paying tithes, right? Exactly. And did we make you pay tithes? Did did the priesthood make you pay tithes? Did anybody say you had to pay tithes? Nope. You wanted nope. you volunteered on your own to do it. He yeah. felt compelled That's because he seen all the blessings he was getting. This, I'm, I can give a testament to that. This, this in the, this here, he was basically homeless. He was basically homeless. And the Mosai Chuku met him where he was at. Am I, am I telling the truth? He stepped out, but he agreed, Elder. He agreed. Yeah, yeah. He was basically homeless. He was basically homeless, and then he started getting blessings by stop because he was a uh, Muslim. Yeah, right. He was Muslim first, and and he stopped using that, calling on Allah and all that stuff, and he started saying Chuku's name, and he was asking many questions. And so when he started calling on Chuku's name. And, and, and staying girded in Hebrewism, he started seeing blessings in his life, even from the chains of prison. Am, am I am I telling the truth about your story? I mean, of course you can elaborate on it, uh, but uh, yes, you are. You you are exactly right. My life went from from. Uh, from a negative to a positive, I'm talking about in less than in less than six months. And that's and that's almost unheard of too. I mean, we talking about from from prison, and then having to have somewhere to stay after he got out. Tell tell us a story about what did you do when you was in prison? How did you make it through that? Uh. I remember that you told me to to uh, to uh, bring in Hebrewism with me inside, you know, so so that I can study it and uh, you know pray and uh, call upon Chuku's name. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, to uh, to to sum everything up, I was I was guilty on 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 all the charges that I was. Uh, facing, and he was even on the media. He was even on yeah. TV. What was that called? Bad Boys or what was that? Sh- I was, cops. I was on. I was on Cops, and I was on the first forty-eight. Wow! Everybody heard of that, right? Y'all probably yeah. seen them if y'all used to watch it. Yeah, but I heard of that. And what and, happened? <laughs> and and in six months of, of of praying, fasting, and and being obedient to exactly what I was told from you, you know, things that I needed to start doing, 
um, in uh, six months, all of my charges were dismissed. Everything. Do you hear that? All his charges was dismissed, and he didn't have no attorney. Right? You represented yourself, right? Pro se. Wow. Now, you know that's usually unheard of, and for the crime that he did, he should have got some time. He should have got more than six months. What was they originally trying to give you? They didn't never have an offer for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, um, because of the severeness of the crime. Uh, <laughs> they didn't have I an offer. Know, yeah, yeah. They didn't have an offer. It was it was uh it was always the uh, state was pushing for trial. So, so what, did you hear, what did you hear that you would have got for that? With those type of charges, you know, what do people get? Because you was it armed moment, robbery and yeah, I had I had I had a lot of um, gun charges, but but normally when we the know state, that's two nothing, years, we know that's two years right there. And most states that I know of, where I'm from, it's two years flat for gun charges. That alone. Right. See, you see what I'm talking about? He only did six months and he had multiple. Yeah, I had multiple. And um normally when the state they refuse to make you a offer, that's a bad thing. You know, it's not a good yeah, thing. That's that's that saying that, that's that yeah, that's they, saying they, they got a case, they ain't they ain't worried exactly about it. Right. Hey, that's exactly right. And uh, they had the gun and everything in my case. Mm. Wow. That's, you know, that's profound. That's, that's all Many people being where I'm, I'm, originally, I'm originally from Detroit. I know many people that go to jail for lesser than that and get more time than that. Yeah, one of my best friends went uh Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And he was all on the news. <laughs> all praise to Chuku or Kiki Abiyama. Amen. All praise to Tommy. Yeah, that's profound there. Just to think about it. And see, this is before he even started paying tithes and he stopped saying what? Allah? And started saying Chuku. Um, well, I started saying Allah, Yah, and all that old, uh, rest of that old Yiddish Jewish crap. Right, because, yeah, that's right. When he first started learning Hebrew, he was saying Yah and stuff, too. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, it's it's, like, just, it's, it's just, almost to the point, should I say more? <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just fascinating how if if uh, if uh, Chuku was uh, that prevalent in my life, you know, I, I lived the life of a, of a, you know, the street. I was, I was, um, yeah, you was I was on the, uh, the street life. Yes, yeah, I was, yeah, I was basically the, the bad guy. And uh, if if uh, if if uh, Chuku heard, you know, my prayers and my pleadings, and you know, he was able to look down below upon. And you know, put you know all the negative things that I did, 
uh, you know, there's no doubt in my mind, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, that he can do that for any, any Hebrew, you feel me, that confesses and, uh, you know, with a sincere and a contrite heart. Right. And that's, that's another level that we must do later is what he's um, tapping on to is, you know, us repenting for our sins for 40 days, which is number six. But I'm talking about before you do any of that, that's an additional blessing. Before you do any of that, stop calling on those abominable nation names, those names that was made up by our enemies that ain't getting you nowhere. You can see how many years you've been calling on these names, and they obviously don't mean nothing because it ain't nothing to you. That's something to our enemies. That's something they used for us through slavery. And that's something they stole, tried to steal from us and twist from us when they enslaved us back in Samaria and took us to so-called Assyrian. That was the Khazar Jews then. They were the Assyrians. They were stealing our language and stuff and culture back then. And then just because they got it in a book, they got it in a book and they white, they write. How, how does that make any sense? You know, most of the time, even in slavery, when we was, you know, before we was even free, we used to learn how to keep some of our heritage by oral history. We barely used to write stuff down, but we did keep ancient customs and tradition. That's why we have the people that call themselves Geechee Gullah and stuff like that, that the main areas that we came in off of Georgia, Florida, and South Carolina, those areas was called what? Igbo land, Igbo land, uh, Igbo landing, and then Igbo island. Why is that? Why wasn't it called some other island? Why wasn't it called Ghana island or Ashante island or Iwe island or Limba island? It was called Igbo or Igbo landing or Igbo island. Because that's another key to show who we are and where we was taken from, that those are the Hebrews they call today, but the Ebos, the same people that was taken by the translated cargo slave ship, the same people that meet the curses of Deuteronomy 28 and 68. And that's why we was also called nigger, because we was taken from Niger, Nigeria, which is N-I-G-E-R, nigger, area. Do any of this make sense to you, um, daughter of Zion, Anisha? Yes, I'm listening, absolutely. It's coming. It's all coming together. <laughs> if it don't, say so. We don't want you to feel pressured about anything because anything that you have questions about, we can, we can all... We can break it down to you. Okay, I understand. Thank you. I'm listening. I'm just taking it all in. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, especially when you've been, you know, used to things. But, you know, it's good because that means it's growth. You're still supposed to study to show thyself approved. You don't supposed to stay stagnant. You know what I'm saying? And then this is our end times as well. Because that's when it says, I go back again to Daniel 12 and 4, it says in the end time, this is when the knowledge will increase. This is when the books that were sealed from us, or that means the knowledge to know the truth of who we are and what our records really said is unsealed in the end times. And this really is our end time. Okay. 
This is our enemies. The end time don't mean we're going to float up by chariots or get swept away by the Most High. It means that that's our enemies' time caving in. Since 2019, what was that? When our 400-year mark hit that we was in Babylon, America, that's when our enemies' regime started to cave in and collapse. And it's still falling. They're trying to stop it from falling. They're fighting tooth and nail trying to hold on to it. They even want to go and leave and go to Mars. You know, they're trying to get out of here. So, but meanwhile, they know their time is up. Meanwhile, they're not going to win. You know, they either got to go or conform. Or they're going to perish. So, Therefore, it, it just doesn't even make sense. Some of the stuff, but therefore, we're supposed to grow. And we graduated. A lot of us used to be Christians, churchanity. We graduated from there to knowing we was Hebrews. Some of us graduated from there to finding Islam. And then later came along and started knowing that we were Hebrews. And then then we that was learning Judaism then. And then we started graduating from there. Now coming back home to where we was taken from and learning the language, the ancient language and the ancient customs and traditions and the ways of those people. Uh, not even coincidentally, the people that are called the Igbo people, they also wear lion's garb on their attire. That's their traditional wear is lion's garb. And they also carry a rod or staff. And they do not touch hands with each other. They touch it with the rod, the staff. Does that stuff sound familiar? You know what I'm saying? These are signs. They also have the beanies. They wear the beanies tra traditionally that we've seen carved on the Egyptian temples and stuff on the walls when we was enslaved there. They actually traditionally wear that on their head. So the Most High left a remnant behind for us on purpose so we can know, trace back crumbs, bread crumbs back to who we are. All the way from Babylon, America, Igbo landing is a sign being called the N-word, the by-word. We thought it was derogatory, but really they was telling us where we were taken from originally. All those other locations like Ghana, Sierra Leone, Dahomey, Benin, um, all those other areas were slave ports that they took us to after they took us from Nigger area or Nigeria. That's not where we originated from. And then they and then they housed us in those other areas, shipped us there. We was there for months before the transatlantic slave ships came and got us. They was mean, still raping us and everything. And some of our children they even kept. So this is the true ugly story about our true history. But if you think about it, it should make sense. It should click. Hopefully it clicks for everybody and it makes sense for everybody on here. So we no longer stay under the bondage of the curses and we step forward, keep on pushing forward 
that no shackles, no chains will ever come upon us again mentally, spiritually, or physically. So um, I would like to go to Ezekiel. We're going to go again to the ancient people here. Go to Ezekiel 20 and 35. I'm here, Elder. Everybody else? I'm here, Elder. I'm here. Okay. Who would like to read? Make sure you read the English version. <laughs> Understood. And I will bring you into the wilderness of the people. And there will I plead with you face to face. You want me to do through 38, right, Elder? Um, yeah, I guess you can. Go ahead. Okay. Like as I pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt, so will I plead with you. Says, I can't. We can't I hear you. I can't hear you. What'd you say? The Lord God. I wanted to say Chuku. Yeah, you can say, or just say God Almighty or the Most High there. Fifth, God Almighty. And I will cause you to pass under the rod, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant, and I will purge out from among you the rebels and them that transgress against me. I will bring them forth out of the country where they sojourn, and they shall not enter into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am God Almighty. Right, right, right. So when you look at it again, Ezekiel 20 and 35, when you know the unsealing of it, this comes from the Urim. I don't know if everyone on this phone is familiar with the Urim, the Urim at Daimunum, that can only be held by the Urim priest or what people would call the high priest. Um, so this is how we know where the unsealing is coming from. This is the same instrument, you can say, myth, mystical instrument, holy, you know, instrument that was used for Moses, Ramos in the wilderness was the Urim because how did he write the first five books when he wasn't even there? Yeah, I'm saying he wasn't there in, in the beginning. You know, he came later. So this is how he was able to write this stuff is because it was his satellite, his connection to Chuku, to Yuku or God Almighty. So if you look at the unsealed version, I'll read it again. It said, I will bring you into the wilderness of, it means, of the people means ancient people. They took that out, which that means your ancestors. Ancient people basically means your ancestors as well. And there he will plead with you face to face as in ancient times. That is the decoded version. Then it caused you to pass under the rod as in Psalms 1 and 10 and Isaiah 46 and 11. And then I will bring you in the ancient bond of your patriarch 
the covenant again. So that he said, and that goes on the 20 and 38, will purge you out amongst the rebel and them that transgress against me. And I will bring you all forth out of the south and north of their countries where you sojourn right now, but beware they. That means the rebels amongst you, the Hebrew rebels amongst you, shall not enter into the land of Israel. And they, they will be brought out surely, but left in no man's land, and they will continue to suffer unlike the mother house, which is where the location of where we were taken from, Igbo land or nigger area Nigeria by the rivers of Ethiopia, Zephaniah 3 and 10, that ye may know that I am your God Almighty, or Chuku, or Yuku, which is YHWH. So it says here that some people might basically try to leave the great whore of Babylon, America, and they might go to Ghana, for example, or somewhere else that is not the land that we're supposed to have our finance final destination that we've seen is our Bia State as well. And we go there and we think we free or we think we right or whatever and they end up they're the rebels because they don't want to heed to what our records, our scriptures is telling us to go and the place that we're supposed to be at. Another reason we're supposed to be in that area, that is also the area where Anito, which is uh, Eden, is located. I don't know uh, if you realize that, but they butchered Eden, the Garden of Eden, from Anito, A-N-E-D-O, to E-D-N, e Eden. So that is also the same location where the places that we never should have got kicked out in Genesis. Anybody got questions about that? Or about anything I've just said or we just read? Not at all, yeah. So, uh, daughter Anisha, you you still don't have questions? You just taking it in still? <laughs> oh yeah, still taking it all in and, and writing notes down. <laughs> yes, I I hope you can see it and connect the dots. And sometimes it it might take you reading it over again, reading it over again. Yeah. To let it seep yeah. in as well. Uh, let's go to Isaiah. 44 and 7. We want to help everyone to see how the ancient people is mentioned many times, but never brought up in the Christian church or in these Hebrew Israelite camps for some reason. I'm there, Elder. Everybody else? I'm here, Elder. I'm here. Okay. Go ahead, daughter. You can, you can read this one. 
Who then is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and lay out before me. What has happened since I established my ancient people? And what is yet to come? Yes, let him foretell what will come. You see that? Foretell what is to come. That's talking about the unsealing again. And then it says who's supposed to do that? The ancient people. Yes. And we know now that ancient people means Hebrew or Hebo or Igbo people. It was originally pronounced with an N, N, N Igbo. But, you know, how along the years they butcher the white men come just like they come along and change our maps and people's names and places, and they butcher our names, and that's how it got written the way it is in our records. So let's go to Isaiah 46 and 7. I'm there, Elder. I have it. Okay. Um, Who would like to read that one? They lift it to their shoulders and carry it. They set it up in its place, and there it stands. From that spot, it cannot move, cannot move. Though one cries out to it, it does not answer. It cannot save him from his trouble. Mm. I can barely hear you. Um. Do you like for me to read it again? Yeah, you was reading Isaiah 46 and 7? Yes, but my book is not the King James Version. I need to go and get that one. Oh, okay. So that's why it might be slightly different. Okay, gotcha. So the King Version says, um, the King James Version said, they bear him upon the shoulder and they carry him and set him in a place, and that he standeth from his place, and shall he not remove? Yea, one shall cry unto him, Ye, can he not answer, nor save him out of his trouble? Hmm. Well, basically, that would say that if you call it on the wrong name, you can't. You can't be led out of any trouble, which is our curses. Understood. Understood. Which when I say curses, I'm talking about Deuteronomy 28, verses 15 to 68.
And anytime you see people, when it says my people or something like that in the scriptures, especially in the Old Testament, it means ancient people. They took the ancient out. So you'll see sometimes it says ancient people, and then you'll see it say people. Now, um, daughter of uh, of Zion, Anisha, were you calling on Yah or were you calling on Ahia? Yeah. You was calling on Yah. Yeah, because the reason I brought that up, because those that call on Ahia, they don't know that they're ignorantly saying, uh, what's his name, Ch Chickaboo's name, which is Jacob in ancient root Hebrew. It's supposed to be like a third person speaking about the creator I am that I am. So it follows the name of Jacob actually was a definition of I am. So it's like go tell them the God or chi of your father I am who have sent you, the, the God or Chi of Israel, your father, have sent you. So it means God is or he is or I am. It is not his name. Is second person, the force is real, or the force chi or God, the force exists. And then first person narrative is I am real, or I am the force, or I am, or I exist, or I am what I am, or I am that I am. But that is not his name. Anyone have questions about that? I don't know. Okay, uh, let's go to uh, Zephaniah. Let's go to Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 9. You said Zephaniah 3 9, Elder? Yes. Everybody there? Yes, um. Okay, go ahead and who who would like to read that one? 
For then will I turn to the people a pure language that they may all call upon the name of God Almighty to serve him with one consent. So as you can see there, people is mentioned there. It says I will turn to the people, but it sh- but the decoded, the unsealed version, we know it should say ancient people with the pure language. The pure language is the language before the Tower of Babel, like I said before. And that is the same language our ancient people or our people back in the land we was taken from, who are the Ebos, Hebos, Hibo Hebrews today. And that's why we are Hebrews, because we come from them. They speak the language before the Tower of Babel. If you think about it, that's really like amazing or profound or it's like unbelievable. But they do. They still speak it. So all the languages of the world come from that language. The language being spoken is the language of the ancients, the language of creation, which is the root Hebrew Ibu language. The root Hebrew, Ibu language, has no etymology because it is the root of all languages. Though it has undergone evolution, it still remains intact. This language can only be found in sub-Sahara beyond the river of Niger or Niger or Ethiopia or River Black, so to speak, like we mentioned before, Zephaniah 3 and 10. The root Hebrew, Ibo language, is the pure language which shall return to us in the purest form, like during the time of creation. The Yiddish gibberish, which we know come from Judaism, which our siblings here in America speak or try to connect to, is not true root Hebrew at all. It is nothing but Aramaic, which is just simply put pidgin Arabic. The Assyrians and the Babylonians language of the conquered Ehudians or Judeans, which is Judah or Yehuda, which we are not. So it says, you know, we are not because the ancient people, the people we was taken from, from nigger area, Nigeria, are the ten, from the ten lost, what they call lost tribes, northern kingdom, Ephraim, not Judah. Judah today is still in Ethiopia, the the new Ethiopia, and Egypt. They're off the Nile in those areas. The Nile runs all the way from Egypt into the Congo or Uganda. And it goes through so-called Ethiopia. Ethiopia. So our home remained in the cradle of Niger or Nigger area and from there Deuteronomy 28, 15, and 68 was activated in the 1400s. So read the autobiography of Ola the Equino. Have any of y'all read that autobiography of him? Oluda Equino. 
Some people call yeah, it old yeah. Judah. Huh? I have this was, yeah, he was one of the first slaves to write about his the history after being free about that he was the people connecting the dots when he because at first he ain't never read nobody he was just connecting the dots that the culture and the language that he was speaking and the and the customs and traditions that he read about his people already did where he was taken from right understand understand and he was Igbo or Igbo. Understood. Right. The languages still remain intact amongst the Hebrew, Ibo, Ebo, northern kingdom of the ancient Ephraim Israel, until the great confusion, like the confusion of the Tower of Babel, language of Babel, during the packagings of our fathers and our mothers. But after the 400 years of slavery experience in Babylon, the root Hebrew, Igbo language has returned to us and soon to be in its purest form. All we need to do is seek an understanding of the knowledge that is being poured out. The language is key. Understood. Anybody have any questions about that? I don't really. No, not at this time. Anybody want to chime in on that? Like, give any input? That's very profound and powerful, as they have kept the language even in uh, our dispersal as a remnant for us to come back today after so many long years. Like, that's that's, that's, to me, that is, words can't even explain how profound and how amazing and infinite Kyoku is. Yes. And you connect the dot and see how we was there even from a Bia state. Right. Right. So, yeah, that 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 is profound and it's decode you have to be able to decode to know what you're looking at you don't hear nobody in these hebrew is like camps teaching this that call themselves hebrews you 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 don't even really know who the hebrews are how you gonna know how to be a hebrew and how you learning hebrewism when you're not even learning from the people you was taken from you learning from yourself from the Khazar jews books and you copying off of their customs and traditions, their religion, like, for example, the actual uh, Passover, which we know to be a joku, means burnt offering, is 21 days based on our records and our customs and traditions. It's even in the scriptures, but they don't know how to decode that. But they practice it eight days, which is just the, the day's Feast of Unleavened Bread. That's the last eight days. But we start from the first day of our year, of our our new year, into the Feast of Unleavened Bread. It's the last eight days. That equals 21 days. You know what I'm saying? And like in, in Babylon, America, they teach that you're supposed to get together 
leave your dwellings on the on the Sabbath or the Shabbat or what we call it, and get together and fellowship and cook and all that stuff. Talking about it's a feast day. When that's not even true. The true definition of Sabbath or Shabbat means to come indoors. Your, it's your day of rest. Right. The only right. people you can fellowship with is your household, or if you have a guest come over, they have to come over before the Shabbat starts, and they, and they have to stay until they leave, till it's finished. Otherwise, you're breaking the Shabbat or what you know of as Sabbath. Otherwise, you're breaking it if you do that. That's the true way you're supposed to celebrate. And you can even fast that day. That's right. how you're supposed to honor that day because you can get more spiritually inclined. You can fast that day. You don't have to be gluttonous. That's correct. Even the animals. Yeah. Everybody rests that day, even Chuku or Juku. God Almighty, the Most High, our Creator, in the heavens, which is Orina, all the angels, everybody rest that day. Not just us. Understood. So, is anyone, do anyone have any more questions before we wrap this up? Well, I appreciate everybody that came out and uh, chimed in and uh, gave their testimony and even uh, welcome to our new new people that joined us, new siblings. Wani means siblings, by the way, it's male or female. You can, when we say Wani or Inwani, it means siblings in ancient Hebrew. That's what we call each other as well. So, just want to say, may the Most High, Chuku or Yuku, our Creator, bless everyone that's on this phone call and keep them safe, especially those in Babylon. Amen. 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 Shalom for now. Ianito, Elder. Ianito, Elder. And daughter of Arina, you can text me or 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 respond to us if you have any questions one on one. You can um Call seven seven zero two nine nine two nine. I mean nine seven five six. You can text that number, or you can leave a voice message. Uh, you can email us at nation. It's nation of Hebrew Israel and diaspora at Gmail, but it's 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 spelled out nation, and then the letter O, then the letter H, then I, I. D as in Delta at gmail.com. And you can write us, ask questions. Um, if you want more information, if you want to start learning Hebrewism, if you want to help, if you want help for a migration, 
help to leave Babylon both spiritually and physically. We know the way. We know the way because of the urine priesthood that have helped unseal the scriptures for us and decode them so we can know where we are and what state we're in and where we need to be in this present day through his urine priesthood as well. And these are actually literal sons and daughters of Aaron, so-called Aaron arrows that is in the area of the same Abia area that was mentioned in Luke 1 and 5. So these are the real priesthood, the real Levitical priesthood that we're supposed to be listening to, and they are the ancient people from the land that we was taken from. Our priesthood is here. Prophecy is being fulfilled now, today, not, not years from now, now, in the end time. The Most High has actually raised up the real priesthood that are the sons and daughters of so-called Aaron arrows. Now, from the land we was taken from, just so happily, coincidentally, is also the land that the Levites, so-called Levites, Zechariah and Elizabeth, Mary's family members, were at. So you can't get more connection than that, more clarity, more reality. That's why we don't need no DNA test. All that, all those labs for those DNA tests is owned by the Kargar Jews. It's used on purpose to keep us confused and mix ourselves with ham and start going to hamatic locations like Ghana and worshiping and calling on their gods. That's what that's about. And that 12 tribe chart too, because they are hybrids from ham the original people were black people only. Nobody was looking mixed before. Yeah. So those people mixed with Ham. Ham was originally in Babylon, America, before we got taken over there by slave ships. Ham being from Mizraim or Egyptians, the original Egyptians actually was already in America. So those people mixed with so-called Asians, Asians like or Islanders from the Barren Strait, and that's how the so-called Native American, the darker ones, came about. So these Latinos and Native Americans is not us. The only way they us is they the Afro-Latinos that came over by cargo slave ships. And they went to the islands, the West Indies, South America, Central America. Some of us was even taken to Britain and all that in Europe. But if they don't fit those descriptions and they can't trace their lineage from the slave ships, they ain't us. You got to meet the curses of Deuteronomy 28 and 68. And if you didn't come off the boat, you not us. Mm -hmm. So I, I know I said I was gone before, but I, you know, sometimes you, you got to go off on a tangent because this stuff is real. This, this, 
this this stuff is this stuff is real. It's it's real. It's our real life. It's affecting us now, not yesterday. It's been affecting us for over four hundred years technically. We really behind the game of getting ourselves right. And our creator then gave us so much time, so much time to get ourselves right. He could have destroyed us just like he did before. But he did. And he given us time to come out of Babylon both spiritually and physically. Because if not, we're going to perish. If not, we're going to perish. There's no way out. The only way out is through the truth. Yes. Our people don't realize how serious it is. How serious what time we're in right now. If Trump, Trump, believe it or not, who you all think is the racist one, is really better than Democrats. And if he lose, he the one be keeping them at bay because he's not going with the whole new world order. He's not going with a whole thing. He's doing things on his own, like what he think is best. So therefore, the Democrats, if they win, then America is even more doomed. The mark of the beast is going to quickly come with their chips and implants and the FEMA camp and them making mandatory vaccines. Yeah. Trump is saying yeah. you have a right to choose. Trump made it a law that you have a right to choose. But Biden and them, they want to make it mandatory. They want even the U.S. to be locked down for three months now. But they can't enforce it because Trump ain't with it. But that's what they want. They want to lock down America for three months, and they want to force people to do this COVID-19 mask ceremony with these masks on muzzling us, you know, um, basically doing some kind of heathenistic ritual that's giving power yeah. to their God. And they want to see, this is like a test run. They want to see how we react to their plan, you know what I'm saying? Because of something bigger is coming. You know, this is just a trial for the real thing. So they want to know what areas they need to do more of this or more of that or, or which ones they got in check or people they need to point out. You know, they want to kill most of us off. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then they want to go, They the, the rich elite is trying to build something on another planet. You know what I'm saying? They ready to get out of here because the ozone layer and uh, Antarctica is melting, and it's going to get hot. It's going to get really hot, and they can't stand the heat. The sun hates them. They're not children of the sun. We are. So yes. it's killing them. So they know they got to go, but they cannot leave before they give us our recompense. They give us our reparations. You can go after you give us what you owe us. Yeah. Because those who stand, we gonna be over. And you all know this is our planet, not yours. They can go back wherever they came from. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. They always talking about alien invasion. The alien invasion then happened when they came. They ain't no more than two thousand years old. They came from fallen angels, so-called fallen angels, other deities, gods from other planets. Yes, 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 yes. absolutely. 
Yep, and all they did is just made everything wicked and defiled everything. Even the Hamites wasn't so bad off and so sinful like they are now until these aliens invaded. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody was getting along better. You know, it wasn't, things was getting along better before they came. At least when we even had rules, you know what I'm saying? It's like all that stuff is being thrown out the window. All they because they tempt everybody, even in Africa and these nations, with money. And then all they do is be caring about themselves, looking out for themselves instead of the whole people. Because even the Hamites, the Hamites are going to be our servants. And they can't rise. We they can't rise without us. You know, we the Hebrews of Ebos, we are going to be leading the pack. We got to lead them. They get the light. The Gentiles get the light through us. They get, they get salvation because of us. Otherwise, they will still be treated like, you know, poop on a shoe or whatever because that's how the white people treat them. Even though they are their father, they came from Ham. But they don't act like it, and they don't even know it. You know what I'm saying? So they're above them. So the blacks, all blacks in the world, got to rise and come together. Yeah. Yeah. So we can have hybrids, you know, the ones that's mixed, they can fall in too, as long as they'll be in the court of the Gentiles. That's where they'll be. They won't be able to stay in the kingdom with us. They'll be in the court of the Gentiles. But they're going to help build our nation, build our kingdom back, our temple and all that stuff. But now we got to make preparation. we got to make our preparation before our king, Yeshua, who they call Christ, Yeshua comes back. we got to do our work first. We can't. We're not going to just float up in the sky. That 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 doesn't make any sense. We you have to do tangible work first. You have yeah. to earn your way to the kingdom. You got to prove yourself. Why do you think the Most High Chuku had people walking around in the wilderness for forty years, and Israel's right there? I've been there. Israel's right at the border of Egypt. It don't take that long. It don't, it don't take that long. They, he had them going in a circle. He had them going in a circle. You can walk, till this day, you can walk straight into Israel from Egypt. And, and, Egypt, and Israel looked just like a dot compared to Egypt. Mm-hmm. It does. And it's in Africa, too, by the way. But... Wow. I just cram to understand because it's like our people are choosing to stay under the curses in this condition, uh, the curse of amnesia, Deuteronomy 28 and 29, because they refuse their crib, which is Isaiah 1 and 3. I don't know if you are familiar with that scripture. An ox or an ass knows his master, but Israel it didn't say Judah. You know, they in the Old Testament, it said Israel and Judah. So if it just say Israel, it's really just talking about Israel. It said Israel will not consider their crib. 
the crib is your home, the origin, the land you was taken from. So that's why that is still in effect as well, because our people refuse to hear that our people from the land we was taken from is calling us back home. They refuse to see that because they're black, I guess too black, too African-like, that uh, they can't be telling the truth or they don't know what they're talking about or they can't really have the urine or they really can't be no priest from there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that means they really don't believe in the curses of Deuteronomy 28 and 68. They really don't think that we really came from Africa. That doesn't fit history. That doesn't fit reality. It doesn't fit anything. But they want to still stay brainwashed and be subdued under the curses of the, of slavery, basically, because they got Stockholm syndrome. Really, really, it is. They don't. They lazy. They don't want to do nothing, and they really scared to leave there. They want the easy way out, and that's no different than the Christian church who just sit there and just pray and kumbaya, and then they think somebody's going to rapture them up, and that's the same way most of these Hebrew Israelite camps is teaching people that they're going to get picked up by chariots or something, or they're going to they make it out with a boat or something before, you know what I'm saying? And, and the plagues is already here, what they think the coronavirus is. They, they made this. That's a plague. The 5G increasing, making people sick and dying. Them trying to put a chip in you. The FEMA camps is coming. It's going to come whether we like it or not. It's just that Trump is delaying it. He's delaying it, buying more time. It's going to come because, if, for example, if Trump wins, he's going to buy more time. But... The enemies, you know, uh, Britain and them who set up America, who gave the Statue of Liberty with America, you know, who started her, the French and all that, they gonna, the U.N. is going to get mad at Trump and they're going to send the U.N. military and all that, China and all them, they're going to turn against America. So if Biden wins, they're not going to have a reason to turn against America so soon. You understand what I'm saying? Because he's in their pocket. All the Democrat yeah. states are in their pocket. They comply with whatever the who say. Trump is not. So it's going to go quicker and smoother for our enemies, for our people to be destroyed that's like sitting up in Babylon right now. So Trump would just buy some more time for us to get out, maybe a year or two. That's it before they just go in nuclear war crazy. So that's why I'm here. I'm assigned as the second Exodus Logistics Coordinator from our Urine Priesthood, and I help the diaspora, diaspora Hebrews, Ebos, leave both spiritually and physically. I help them. We have migration assessments that I help map out a plan for them to get out to see what they need to get out. And if you start calling on Chuku's name, trust me, Most High is the witness. 
you'll start seeing a difference. And anything that you had blocking your way of doing something or not being able to attain something, now you will get it. Especially if you try in your whole heart to live righteously. If you seek in him generally with a contrite heart and you honestly want to serve him, you're going to see blessing, blessings dropping down like raindrops your way. And then the more you do, when you start learning more about our ancient customs and traditions, like doing our Nazarite vow, becoming Nazarite, that's the number six, 40-day fasting, because the nation has to be a nation of king and priest. The Most High is not stupid like he and going to make the same mistakes like we did before. He wants us to be right before we go back to the kingdom. So, like I said, if you all have any questions, I can be reached at 770-299-9756 and nation at email nation, O-H-I-I-D at gmail.com. And you can see our Facebook page, Nation of Hebrew Israel, which is I-Z-R-E. R-A-E-L in Diaspora on Facebook. And you'll see that our teachings is like no other. It's, it's like you got the King James Version, but it's more profound. It gives you more information. It gives you true locations. It gives you the true people. and It gives you the true meaning of the language and what you're reading and the time that you're in and what you're supposed to be doing. You won't get this from anywhere else because nowhere else has it. No, Nobody else has the urine, nor, nor do they supposed to. It's only ever been one. Every time it's time for us to go back, go in our land, it's only one. So this happens every 7,000 years. We are at the end of our 7,000 years, so then we're supposed to have 1,000 years of peace. So that's why it's our enemies in time. So was nobody worthy enough to have the Urim, a E-pod, wasn't E-pod, they say E-P-H-O-D. Nobody was worthy enough to do it until now. So I'll praise the multi-triple Kiki Abiyama for that, that he's given us a chance and an opportunity to make it to the kingdom yet again, even though most of us ain't worthy. That he's given us more time than we deserve. That's right. That's right. Yes. 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 So, you sure you don't have any questions? No, and I thank you for sharing your information. I have your number and your email, and thank you for sharing this information. Um, now you got something, I got something on my mind that I can think about and meditate on and go forward from there for sure. Yes, yes, all praises. Daughter of Zion, thank you for joining us. We appreciate, we love to have new, new guests, and we hope that we sowed enough seed that it will grow 
and you, and we are seriously here to help you and all other Diaspora that's serious about getting out of Babylon, both spiritually and physically. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, we are. So you can contact me, and, and we can do a migration assessment on you so we can see how best to help you get out of that place. Okay. Sure will. I sure will. Well, I look forward to hearing from you. Uh, like I said, thank everybody for coming. Join us this evening, and those who hear us, hear us in the future. May Chuku give you grace. Amen. And we say bye yeah. by saying shalom. If one say shalom, we say enhanito. Enhanito is the light be unto you. It's kind of like the Muslims, you know, they copied a lot off of us. You know, peace be unto you. It's, it's like the light, you know, the light be with you. And shalom is the God of paradise. And then it's, and then, uh, or chia paradise. And enhanito is the light of paradise. So that's why we say that. Okay. And when you say paradise, we know we're talking about so-called Eden, the Garden of Eden, or Anita. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Well, Shaloma, Shaloma, everyone, and you gotta practice. Anita. I need a elder.